Do you think that the condo industry is an entire scam? There was a CBC documentary made in 2013, but just recently got released onto YouTube a couple of days ago. It's gone viral with over 53,000 views and counting. It's called Towers of Trouble with the subcaption, Toronto's condo market has no rule book. The documentary is saying that we should be afraid of condos because of issues of falling glass and that these condos are poorly built. So today's podcast topic is, is it a scam to buy a condo? It's Kenneth Yim, and thanks for tuning in to Boardwalk Talks, the Toronto Real Estate Investing Show, where we walk and talk and go around the board collecting properties. So basically, this documentary is talking about Toronto's condo market and the poor quality of construction, and that there's little to no consumer protection, that the Condo Act reform keeps getting pushed back due to developers with political persuasion, and that the entire industry was a dumping ground for the world's capital to take advantage of the end user. So here's an excerpt from the beginning part of the documentary. They are defining symbols of big city life, but those gleaming condo towers are a deeply mixed blessing. We're gonna have a huge problem on our hands in 10 or 20 years. It's not just a case of buyer beware, although there's plenty of that. Welcome to my nightmare, folks. This is my um, third attempt at a kitchen. The lock itself doesn't actually turn. These are people's homes we're talking about, or are they? The industry's not really set up to be a housing alternative play as much as it is a commodities play. Hey, Fazul, how's things in Dubai? I'm Anne-Marie McDonald. DocZone plays the condo game. Anyway, I think you get the point. It was well-written, and they do have some valid points, especially when they said that consumers believe that the condo game is about home ownership when really it's as much as about global money markets. So yes, I do think condos are becoming commoditized as investments, but I don't agree with the video where they say that it's not a good housing alternative. I think it is. With vacancy rates in the single digits, I mean, I'm talking about 1%, that means 99% of the condos available for lease in downtown Toronto are actually being occupied and absorbed. The average rent for a one-bedroom condo in the second quarter of 2019 in the downtown CO1 district is $2,359, which is up 5% from the same quarter from the year before, which is up 11% from the year before that. Rents are actually far outpacing the growth of average incomes, and as a result, tenants have come up with creative ways to make condos affordable. They're getting roommates, and they're actually getting help from parents to subsidize their rents and act as guarantors. All this is because of the attractiveness of living downtown. People don't want to deal with traffic anymore, and people don't want the long commutes. People want nice restaurants, entertainment, and amenities. All the jobs are down here, and Toronto's becoming, already is, a major player in the tech space. Canada is a safe place to live. If you turn on the news, you'll see all this nasty stuff happening around the world, such as the protests in Hong Kong, trade tensions in the US, Brexit and the EU falling apart, wars, human rights, terrorist bombings, all that crazy stuff. We are so lucky to be in Canada. And the smart money is moving back here. And I believe there's a lot of upside in the long term. So the demand for housing is here. There's no denying it. As for the issue with poor workmanship, that's what reserve funds are for. If you don't know what a reserve fund is, it's a small section of the annual operating budget that's made up of your monthly maintenance fees. And it's typically about 10 to 15% of any annual budget. It's money you're not going to use in the operating budget, but it's earmarked for large capital expenditures such as elevator repairs and underground garages and, and lobby refurbishing. The reserve fund has to be reviewed every three years by law, and every other report has to be an actual on-site visit, so engineers should be able to give the boards an accurate assessment as to how much they need to budget for repairs on an updated schedule. So the documentary further goes on to exaggerate the situation by saying condo boards are made up of amateurs and volunteers and haven't got a clue of what they are doing, but I disagree. 
Sure, there's going to be some rotten apples. You may have heard of some scandals in the news a couple years ago with some condo board members, but for the most part, these are all capable individuals. They get voted in from all of the owners to represent them, and they're expected to make sound judgment calls from employing experts such as lawyers, management companies, engineers, and other trades to keep the building sustainable in the long term. So that argument of them saying they don't know what they're doing, I don't think that's true. And I should know, I've had 10 years of experience as a condo board president on a couple of condos. Anyway, I know the system isn't perfect, but it's getting a lot better with condo act reform and as the industry matures. So in theory, these condos can last forever. Some of you know that I'm a fan of condo investing. I mean, that's how I got started building my wealth in real estate. But really, I'm a fan of investing in anything you can get your hands on. The average price of a detached home in Toronto is $1.2 million, whereas the average price of a condo is half of that, just over $600,000. In downtown Toronto, that number is hovering around $1.4 million for detached homes and $700,000 for condos in the core. So basically, condos are approximately half the cost of detached homes. So, how do you build your wealth through real estate investing? Well, I mean, it really begins with just taking that first step. Whatever it is you can afford, whatever you get your hands on, we're going through a gold rush of real estate in Toronto, and before you know it, we'll become the next Manhattan, Hong Kong, Paris, London, and other mega cities around the world. Demand is not going anywhere, and supply can't even keep up. It will continue to attract more global wealth, talent, and all sorts of diverse economies and industries here in Toronto. So, if you want to share your thoughts or continue talking about this, visit broadviewavenue.ca and click on the button to schedule a 15-minute conversation with me, and we can go back and forth about investing in Toronto real estate. It's Ken, and don't believe the hype. Thanks for listening.